Hello y'all, Leah Fiore here again. Welcome to another episode of Take Me to Eternity, where I filter the world through the Word of God. My topic today is a basic topic, and it's kind of off-topic, we should say. One that might not have a definite answer, but, you know, has just been sitting in my brain for a while. But it has a world of undertones. The topic is, why do worldly people wear and put up crosses everywhere? It just boggles me. I don't understand it. First, I have to start out by defining the cross and Jesus' work of redemption that took place on it. We are all sinners. We have all done wrong in the sight of God. We deserve the penalty of death, each one of us. Jesus came to live the perfect life and keep all the laws perfectly so that we could be, so he could be the payment for our sins. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, so death is owed to us for our sin. Jesus took every sin on himself and died a terrible death so that if we trust in him, we will be saved. We will die an earthly death, yet we will be raised to heaven with him. We deserve hell for eternity, but he loves us so much that he suffered for us when we were still his enemies. Because of his grace, we can be called sons and daughters and made righteous by the redemptive work he did on the cross. He paid our debt with his blood so that we can be made righteous by the washing of his blood. The cross was a sign of him being made a curse for us. It says in Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs from a tree. He took our curse, and he paid our debt when he died on the cross. The only perfect human to ever live. The God-man, fully God and fully man. The only worthy sacrifice for the sins of the world. But to unbelievers, the cross is rubbish. It's foolish and makes no sense. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. The gospel holds the power unto salvation. What Jesus did for us is our payment, but you have to receive the payment and believe that your debts have been paid. I guess that all starts with knowing you're a wretched sinner in need of saving, and that you can't do that saving on your own, hence the foolishness. Most think they're good people and don't need a savior. Many believe they are their own saviors and they need no one else. People love their sin and see no wrong in their own sin, or don't want to give it up even if they know it isn't right. Philippians three eighteen and 19 says, For many walk of whom I have I often told you, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their minds on earthly things. They are enemies of Christ, enemies of the cross. They don't want him or his salvation. Yet for some reason they claim Christianity in some cases, and in so many, even when they wash themselves in darkness and embrace the world, they still wear the cross. They laugh at the thought of Jesus loving them or dying for them, 
yet wear cross rings and earrings and necklaces and t-shirts. It's an interesting symbol that captivates. I think for a lot, it's something they wish they wanted. They know they're wrong and wish they didn't enjoy it so much. Wish they wanted better, but inside they really don't. It's a symbol to some of what you ought to want if you're a quote-unquote good person, but it's just superficial. Psalms 52.3 says, You love evil more than good, falsehood more than speaking what is right, Selah. So many people know what they ought to do, and I think the cross is a symbol of them acknowledging that. I mean, even Satanists have to support the cross. They just try and desecrate it at the same time. They invert it and think that is a slap in the face, but all they're doing is showing that they know it's valid. It doesn't take the power of what happened on that cross away, nor the reality of salvation. It's like a little kid who knows someone doesn't like them, so they make fun of them to make them feel bad. It says more about the person than it does about the one they're trying to hurt. Proverbs 2, 12-14 says, To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. It's so sad that Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of people. I see so many people who hate God. They sneer at the mention of him or get angry when you say the name of Jesus. Yet so many still have crosses and it's mind-boggling to me. So when the world wears and sports the cross, it seems to me that they are both acknowledging to some degree the validity of what happened on the cross, and at the same time maybe unknowingly or knowingly trying to slander it. Is this part of what it means to take the Lord's name in vain? What do they see in the cross? I know Satan tries to pervert anything holy and good. It's just a weird thing for unbelievers, and especially people so opposed to being godly, to use. Why? Why do they need to wear it? It's interesting there are people who say they're vampires wearing a cross or posing next to a wall of crosses or getting them tattooed on them. For them, it's like a statement piece, I guess. Like, I'm bigger and badder than the cross that's depicted as warding me off. No, I don't believe in vampires, but the connection between them and the cross is one that's interesting to me. The way that darkness seems to use certain things really says something. It also baffles me when people who claim to be vampires also claim to believe in and pray to God. I always wonder what they mean by God and who they're thinking they're praying to. Like, which God? What are we talking about? Are you praying to Satan? Is that your God? I mean, come on now. All of the vampire movies and all of the vampire movies and such all show the demonic entity, the vampire, who must have human blood. 
That in itself makes me think of how many times it says not to drink blood or eat blood and to pour it out because that's the life of something. Is this Satan trying to mock God once again? Like a teenager being told not to not to do something, that he has to take it and make it like a thing. Let's make this thing cool so people will do it and not even know what they're doing. When someone comes to kill the vampire, you see them hold up a cross, a holy symbol of purity, a symbol of the only savior, the real power source. Do they sport this cross like a middle finger to God? Are they really so naive as to think it's the cross that has any power? I mean, I haven't watched too many vampire movies, but back in the day they were super popular, and I have actually known people who said they were vampires. I grew up very, fairly close to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, where the movie The Lost Boys was filmed. It was a thing for a lot of kids. Like, I knew people who said they were vampires, and they dressed all in black, they got fake fangs, and for some reason they all wore crosses. Some claimed they couldn't go outside in the daytime, which is was was hilarious and to me is still hilarious. Some went as far as to have blood parties where they would cut themselves for others to drink their blood. And it's so sadistic, such a picture of how we're born children of the devil and choose bad things. It always creeped me out and I actually lost a few friends because I couldn't handle the darkness that came with their newfound facade. You know they weren't going around saying, I want to suck your blood, but look at this symbol of our only real savior, Jesus Christ. They walked around with the cross like some sick power, like some symbol of morality that they didn't actually believe. It makes me think of in the Old Testament how they acted as if the Ark of the Covenant was their power source instead of God. We humans are so stupid, we decide we have to worship anything but the Creator. We turn everything into a power source instead of trusting in and bowing down to the only true power source, the highest power source. Galatians 6 and 7 says, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is, not, is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. How is the gospel so easily distorted? It's so simple, yet we always complicate it. We always add to it or take away from it to fit our fancy. A little nip and tuck, and it isn't the gospel anymore. It's a weird caricature of what we want it to be. <clears throat> Thus, rendering it useless. Is that what it is with the cross? Are they just trying to use it to try and render it powerless by the false ideas of it? Try to make it a dark symbol? It's the oddest thing. Symbols tell us many things, though there's no power in any of them. They can show us intentions and source in a way that most don't grasp. Just like words, they can tell us a host of things. And also like words, they can be misused mischaracterized and rendered useless and void of any real meaning. I believe we should know what we're supporting, know what we're showing the world is okay, the symbols you choose to make 
the the symbols you choose to use can stumble someone and make them think that certain things are acceptable when they aren't. Using symbols that are satanic when you don't know doesn't make Using symbols that are satanic when you don't know doesn't make you unsaved. It doesn't change your status with God, but it says something to those who know what it means. We should care how we present ourselves to the world as Christians, care how we honor and dishonor God by what we do and what we agree with and portray as okay. I love you guys, and I pray that this was in some way edifying to you. I know it was a bit different, but it's just something that has been in my heart, and I thought maybe you could get something out of it. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the most amazing. You are everything and hold everything together in yourself. Apart from you, we are nothing. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you that even though we aren't perfect, through the righteousness of your Son, we can be made righteous. Thank you for making a way for us because we would never be able to be what we ought to without you. Please bless the people listening today. Help them to hear what you want them to hear and filter me out, Lord. Help me to speak in a way that's honoring to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen.